All right, folks, and we are live coming at you this Tuesday, March the 8th, 2022. And uh, I got my good buddy, uh, one Mr. Jose Galison on. Um, Jose, I, I got your package in the mail, and, and I have questions. Um, first of all, I, I don't know how the other guys feel about this, but uh, uh, the $100 bill... Um, and then I also got this, which was wrapped in dry ice, packaged very, very well. I gotta, I gotta say, but I mean, you could have used like a label or something. Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> so, so uh, let's just see exactly how this exactly works out. Oh, why is it so thick? <laughs> it's so thick. I mean, it's, it's a lot too. I mean, was this like one cat or several? It, it was a few milkings. <laughs> it was a few milkings? Okay, yeah. well, uh, pressed. The funny thing is, like, uh, obviously the joke here is uh, everyone's giving me shit that I haven't, like, followed through on supposedly drinking cat milk for Tower oh. Power Hour. But it's, uh, mm, it's the joke here, the Ugh. joke, <laughs> the, the legit of it, though, is it is a logistics thing. It was a matter of that, like, Right when I oh. promised to do that, they gave one of them gave birth, and so then they, those little suckers are sucking up all the milk, and then the other oh, one yeah, was yeah. about to give birth. So it, it's a logistics thing. I gotta wait till they have enough production, otherwise it's gonna be like a few drops, and then it, they're just gonna make fun of me for not having anything, you know? Because you know, you'd be surprised something this big doesn't really require a whole lot of a uh, whole lot of milk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, and and please don't you know deprive the little kittens of uh, of mommy's milk, whatever you do. Cause... You want your little cats to grow up to be big and strong. Yeah, I'm hoping tomorrow I'll be able to get a good milking in for the Lou Perez uh, episode we have on Tower Power. That should be fun. So. Yeah, Lou Perez is a uh, he, he's a great guy, and uh, he does his comedy so deadpan. Like sometimes mm -hmm. can't even really tell that he's joking, but he's obviously you know hitting a punchline here and there. Yeah. So if you guys aren't on TikTok, Lou Perez is also on uh, TikTok, and he uh, he does some pretty good live uh, TikToks over there. It's kind of great. Is he big on TikTok? Yeah, he's got uh, a few thousand followers. He's not the biggest oh, okay. person over there, because you know he's not a okay. fat girl jiggling his tits all over the place. You know, well, you they know, have some like hundreds of thousands. Man. Yeah, <laughs> some people just get big on TikTok. I don't, I don't know. I don't get it, but I, I, it's not my generation. I guess I don't know. It's definitely not my generation at all, and I'm there because I'm hip. Yeah. And of course, David Brady, he's he's got a comment on the TikTok. Ish. Yeah. Had, had nothing to say about cat milk, but here we are. Yeah, that's your thing, <laughs> David Brady. That's your that's your 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 fucking your generation. Definitely his generation. There are yeah. there are teen kids all over there, and mm -hmm. uh, cringe every last bit of them. <laughs> so Jose, you just had your uh, LP Florida event. I'm yep, pretty sure fun. you had you had you had a fun time. Yeah, it was a blast. We had a lot of fun. Uh, I was only there for Saturday night. I left Sunday. I, I basically downed a whole bottle of uh, scotch. I shared it a little bit, but probably only like tops, like a quarter of the bottle I shared. And then I had other people buy me drinks. So I probably, you know, all in all had the equivalent of a whole thing of whiskey. And I'm surprised. I don't drink nice. hard usually. Like when I drink hard, I drink hard. But like usually I'll have like a couple beers and that'll be about it. But uh, I was surprised. I still I still had it in me. Like I was still, uh, still able to drink a bunch. I still was able to get by the next day. You get me wrong. It was rough. I had a little bit. I had a little bit of a hangover, but it wasn't as bad as I thought it'd be. Like at all. I was like, hell yeah. This reminds me of like college years. I still got the. Still got it. Yeah. You know? 
old man still got it. <laughs> yeah, typically if you don't really mix them too bad, like if you're drinking beer and hard alcohol, I mean, you're going to have a really bad hangover the next day. Yeah. But if you're like sticking to hard alcohol the whole night, yeah, you might wake up, you know, feeling a little bit dried out yeah. and got a little bit yeah. of a head headache, but it's not going to be too bad. Yeah, I was just drinking straight up scotch, just just like straight. And it's funny how many of the young guys are like, oh my God, that's so gross. You're just drinking whiskey straight. Like at the bottom, like apparently you've never had yeah. good scotch. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> like a man. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm sure. Like obviously bottom shelf, like whiskey. Like, yeah, that's some shit you want to mix. But like, I mean, remember, I'm not saying I brought some top shelf whiskey. It was a, it's probably my favorite cheap whiskey. I brought, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's Dimple Pinch is what it's called. It's a blend. I've heard of Dimple Pinch. Yeah, it's yeah. probably my favorite one. I know a lot of scotch snobs get all like, upset because it's like oh it's not a single malt or whatever i don't care yeah. it tastes good uh and it's only like usually like 30 to 40 bucks which is you know it's not like bottom yeah, like shelf mid tier yeah <laughs> that's like mid to mid low for scotch but you know for what it is if you want a regular drink because i mean if you're a scotch drinker you can't be having the expensive shit all the time you know what i mean so no i mean not all of us have like 300 mccallan you know 15 years uh hanging up in the in the closet collecting yeah. dust you know yes <laughs> Yeah, I just uh, recently got a uh, another bottle of uh, Monkey Shoulder, and you know that's you that's know good thirty five bucks. It's very good. Yeah, that was a uh, that was really funny. Uh, the time that I got introduced to that, I went up to a bar down here in Baton Rouge called the Bulldog, and their shtick is they have a whole bunch of beers on tap. So I don't drink beer anymore. So I was asking, I was like, yeah, can I just get a good scotch and soda? And then you you can surprise me with the type of scotch. He goes, okay, well I got this stuff called Monkey Shoulder. It's great. I was like. A scotch named Monkey Shoulder. He's like, trust me. <laughs> it is good stuff. I've had Monkey like, Shoulder. Oh, that's very good. Yeah, I can vouch for it. I like Dimple yeah. Pinch better, but it's a uh, Monkey Shoulder is pretty close. So for what it's obviously, I could I could uh, think of uh, scotches I like more than like a Dimple Pinch or Monkey Shoulder, but for the price, like that's, yeah, you that's, can't beat it. That's good. Yeah, yeah, very good. It's uh, easily drinkable. It's very smooth. And everything yes. else. And then uh, I was uh, getting a little weird because I tried out some of the Jameson like flavored stuff. So they have the orange, which is incredible. Yeah. And the uh, the coffee and whiskey, not so much. And, and I like coffee and I like whiskey, but uh, it's just whatever it was. It was like, eh, I can I can drink this, yeah. but yeah, they've been doing that a lot lately. Certain alcoholic things of like stuff. They're like, oh, I like that and I like that, and then you have it together and you're like, no, it's gross. Like they tried the. <laughs> I mean, I know this isn't like a liquor thing. It's more of like a beer thing. But I remember they had that like craze where they were doing like root beer shit for a while. And I was like, that stuff is disgusting. And they do have like coffee PBRs, which those are gross. I don't know if you've seen yeah. those. And I like PBRs, honestly. I know it's like poor white man uh, thing, but it's, you know, the, deep down inside me, I'm also a poor white man. So, you know, I like, you know, trashy <laughs> beers like that, too. Oh, um, and, and David Brady again, alcohol smells like piss. How do you people drink that? No, First of all, what do you mean by you people? Yeah, adults. That's what he means. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. I forget. Yeah. I constantly got to remind. It's like he's sixteen. Don't talk to him like that. You know. But that's yeah. fine. Yeah. No, uh, I don't know. Acquired taste, David. Uh, I mean, if you don't like alcohol, don't drink alcohol. No one's making you. <laughs> Unless you come to Childerberg, and then we might sit there and stand yeah. around and chant, "Chug, chug." Yeah. If you don't have some sort of like really good personality or something, you know, it's fun. And you go to some sort of social event like that, you you got to get intoxicated in some form. You yeah, know, I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, I'm not Tom even Woods saying that to be mean. I was pretty much just hammered the whole time, 
Uh, until yeah. Liberty Thought came and knocked my drink out of my hand at one point, yeah. but that was okay. It's not even be mean either. Like I've been sober at events like these for one, not events like this, but at certain events with social gatherings, and it's like it's always the worst when you're the sober guy. You're like, this is, like you're like I can tell they're having fun, but I'm not on your level, and you guys are really <laughs> fucking annoying right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's always that point where you're sitting there and you're just like, just stone cold sober, and then like everyone else is having a great time, and you're just like. I really wanted to party, but I'm going to be the responsible adult in the room. Yeah. And it's like, could <laughs> Little you not Sally stand so has close a to me? piano recital yeah. tomorrow, so I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I told and my the, wife uh, three drinks, and I'd wait an hour or two before I drove home. <laughs> <laughs> Made sure I had a whole bunch of bread to soak it all up. Yep. But yeah, it's uh, it was uh, always fun. Always fun. Uh, I can't wait to go to the next Tom Woods thing, because that was yep. just out of control. It was... Uh, He's what was it like at it the up. end? It was like twenty five hundred people. It was like ridiculous. Yeah, he's got to speed it up because uh, I don't want to wait like that long till t- Tom Woods three thousand. That was a fun event for sure. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. at this point, he just has to do it every year. Yeah, this Tom Woods year. random number, just like not even like a like a even one <laughs> like twenty two thousand three uh, three hundred and twenty seven. <laughs> just random shit. <laughs> Yeah, so we're going to celebrate episode 4,269 for no particular reason. Yeah. But yeah, it was, a, it was such a great time. I highly it, suggest anybody go uh, hang out at those. And of course, Childerberg, since I'm the unofficial spokesweasel, got to come down to Austin, Texas here in a couple months. It's going to be fun. Yeah, Liberty events are a blast. I'm glad it's like Florida and has become like the number two to like New Hampshire for like notable Liberty places. So yeah. it's like because there's been I've been noticing a more of an interest in like that like events like that and then even then for events like that larger gatherings like I know Soho Forum for a minute there they were doing some of their shit here I went to uh, I went to Ben yeah, Bur- he was doing no, it right no. there in the villages right yeah I did which it was Burgess versus I don't even yeah I think Nick, Nick Ashley was also there because we got some yeah. good meme material from that one yeah I met Nick there that's the first time I met Nick was at that. But uh, yeah, I can't remember. Was it was it fucking? It might have been Epstein or not Epstein. Uh, yeah, uh, Gene Epstein. I think maybe he did debate Burgess for that one. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I know he did yeah. a, a few of them down there. It's like right yeah. at the uh, right at the height of the uh, of the stupid of the stupidity. <laughs> yeah, that one was fun. Obviously, a different vibe than like an LP convention or a or even Tom Woods two thousand. Honestly, Tom Woods two thousand was probably the most raucous event we I, I've done. I've only done the three actually. Now I think about it, but. I mean, you wouldn't think it would with the the uh, you know reputation Tom Woods gets, but I mean, there was a shitload of people there, and everyone broke off to their respective groups, and there yeah. was definitely some partiers, and just with the size of the people, the amount of people that were there, I don't know the uh, the Epstein event, the uh, Soho Forum, it was fun, but it was it was more, a little bit more respectable. So. Yeah, it's a little more buttoned up, a little yeah. more buttoned up. Mm-hmm. Try to try to maintain some kind of uh, air of professional professionalism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, that time Woods event, it was uh, it was so crazy. Like everybody was inside watching, and then the, all of the partying was happening out in the hallway. It was ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, I didn't watch any of it. I think I popped in once or twice, and I was like, "No, I'm gonna go hang out with the homies in the uh, in the hallway." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a uh, there was a couple times where we walked in. And it was like, okay, they're cutting Tom in half. I was back out here. It's like, oh, look at that, Lynn Ulbricht. Okay, great, cool, yeah. and then. It's like, okay, we got to see who the Michael Malice secret guest is. And then he pulls out the, the Muppet. And then we're like, okay, all right, back to the hallway. <laughs> yeah, cool, man. Very funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, that was a that was such a that was such a great thing. And you got to meet Mal- uh, Malice in person. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I don't know if I. Yes, technically it was a meet, but it was literally like I basically just saved him from the crowd really quick because uh, he was kind of getting hounded, and then I kind of pulled this move where I kind of like sort of positioned myself between him and the crowd, and I was kind of like, hey. Uh, I don't want to be that guy, but I can tell you clearly want to go away from this crowd. Uh, you want to just take a quick picture real quick and then we don't even say anything. And, and I, I gave you a perfect out just in the, you know, kind of, you know, the way we're positioned. He, he could kind of tell, I didn't have to say it in that many yeah. words, but you could tell by the way I positioned my body and the move was kind of like, Hey, here's your perfect out. I'm helping you out here. And, uh, he took a picture yeah. and then he ran off and that was all there was to it. So, yeah. you know. So he probably and now that he lives like, down in Austin. We're going to see if we can get him over to Childerberg for him to show up and then see the type of people that follow him on Twitter and then immediately go away. You know, I guarantee you he won't show up. But I mean, who knows? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's just, I could just have this uh, vision of him just like stepping out of the car, whoever drives him there because mm-hmm. he hasn't learned how to drive yet. He's just going to take one look around and goes, nope, nope, mm-hmm. back in the car and just leaves. <laughs> but I think what I did was a smart move, though, because I'm playing the long game. Because I do want to get him for my Anarchist Handbook series on the road. And then later, you know, he's going to have in his head, like, dude, you were that one guy who really did me an absolute fucking solid. Yeah. And we're a real fucking Chad. And just like, you know, you weren't being that annoying fan. If anything, you were like, I'm just very acute of the social situation here. And, uh, and boom. All right, cool. There you go. You know, hooked him up. So, yeah. Yeah. As I, I guess at this point, he's got to know that you've uh, been doing his, uh, been doing his book oh yeah he's aware i mean i'm, I'm not saying that to, to mean that like he uh, like a first name basis or anything like uh i, I th- he is so, somewhat aware to some extent um you know because he's retweeted multiple times i know he's mentioned no he didn't mention it on like i remember i super chat once and he uh and he said he he may that he may be open to coming on to do it and uh, there's been a few things he's also like replied to a couple of my fucking promos for it so uh, yeah, he's aware. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. Like, if someone ambushed him, he might be like, "Wait, what?" Because I'm sure he has so much shit going on. It's not something. He'd, it's not like it's something on the top of his head. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I, he's aware to some extent. So, yeah. But it's a it's a slow game. I'm, I'm only I'm like I don't even know if I'm technically at fifty percent of the way through because the move I'm working for is I'm going to do all of them and then just like the book, the last chapter is a Michael Malice chapter. So. I'm trying to do, uh, I'll do a chapter, uh, I'm, we're, I'm plugging away at the chapters, and uh, whenever I get to the last one, uh, that'll be a Michael Malice one if I'm lucky enough to get that, so, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I saw you had, like, a backup plan where you're going to get the very failed podcaster Tom Woods <laughs> to do it. <laughs> yeah, that was mostly a joke. I would like, to, I would actually like them to get one of the other chapters. Uh, I had the Tannehills in mind for him, but, I mean, it, he could probably maybe pull, like, a Tolstoy or something. It, obviously, if I manage to land Tom Woods, he'd get his pick of which chapter he wanted. Cause, yeah, uh, very true. <laughs> yeah, I'm also trying to shoot for people who, for each respective like chapter, like the uh, the author or whatever. I, I'm trying to pick someone who like is someone who can uh, embody the spirit of that individual. So yeah. it's not like I wouldn't I wouldn't get Dave Smith for Bakunin. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. So like <laughs> I, I really. like whenever I get to Bakunin, I want someone who legit believes that shit. Like, which you know, like, because the idea is, it, and even then, like, say the Bakunin episode, I'm not gonna try to do the move where I'm trying to like uh, disprove Bakunin in that episode. If anything, I'm doing my yeah. best to steel man it in the best way possible. Uh, yeah, that'll be hard. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it's trying to steel man their ideas so people can introduce their thoughts. I'm I'm trying my best to 
not put my end cap thoughts on some of the socialist ones. I haven't crossed that bridge yet. I don't think you know, I've done any of the lefties. This might sound crazy. You could get Ben Burgess to do Bakunin. Yeah, I think um, I forget, her name's Comrade Misty. I forget her like what she goes by. I've never heard her. She was on Reed Show before. She's a pretty good big following in a in a in a good good channel. I've checked out some of her stuff for uh, Comrade Misty. I can't remember what her her. I think she has a couple different podcasts, but she's pretty good. I think she made the Bakunin one. I was kind of like in like talks with her, and she had a lot of stuff going on. She was doing a lot of different rallies and shit. So yeah. I think I might get her, but there are a few other lefties as well. So I know yeah. Burgess might not be actually a bad nab to get. I didn't even I don't know why Burgess never even crossed my mind to be honest. Uh, but yeah, that's not a bad bad thought. I don't. That's like actually one of those like thoughts that's super obvious. And now like I'm like, why didn't I think of that before? <laughs> Although I I don't think he's an anarchist though. So that's actually no be no the he's one. definitely yeah he's definitely very statist. Uh, yes. But uh, uh, anybody who could understand the material or may actually already know it. I was just thinking uh, that's the only guy that would spring to mind who would actually kind of. Uh, yeah, it, like, but right there, there's a vast difference between like uh, a democratic socialist and like an anarcho-communist. Those yeah. are two different a, beasts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, quite the chasm between the two. <laughs> like like there, I, the equivalent to that would be like a, a ANCOM is to a DEMSOC what a, a Rothbardian is to a uh generic republican because <laughs> it's like they still have some of those ideas boiled into their stuff freedom hoorah rah, rah, all that shit but they don't really actually like really you know buy into it they're like yeah freedom but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it gets really it gets really fun when you're talking to your uh, republican buddies and uh you you start talking some of the stuff and then they get so close to coming like over to stepping over the line and then they immediately draw back yeah, <laughs> it was like, well, you know, I can understand police abuse and everything, but we gotta have them. Otherwise, drug dealers would be all over the streets. Yeah, I was like, yeah, the drug dealers are all over the streets. <laughs> it's called Big Pharma, buddy. Yeah, uh, that was one thing that I saw the uh, the people responsible for the uh, oxycotton uh, thing. Uh, they just made a uh, big old Hulu uh, show about it uh, called Dope Sick and Sackler. And they got fined a couple billion dollars, but the that's the story that they want everyone to focus on the Sackler family uh, being involved with the uh, the opiates. And uh, so what they didn't show was uh, Pfizer and uh, some of these other uh, drug companies getting fined uh, multiple billions of dollars, yeah, uh, for pushing all that stuff. You know, it's Pfizer and one of the other pharmaceutical companies that both of them have the highest uh fines ever like criminal fines ever i can't yeah. remember the other major ones not GlaxoSmithKline or i don't know one of the other major ones and one of the yeah. ones i think had a vaccine as well so yeah you know, yeah. yeah coincidence yeah 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 so i, I really think it's funny because it was like reading the story and it's like okay you're just putting the guy on there because it's tied into the hulu show uh that uh that Michael Keaton was uh, starring in. And I was like, okay, so you, you found the scapegoat. This is the guy who's responsible. I was like, no, it's not just him. It's like everybody in that industry that was pushing it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I've never really done a deep dive into all the opiate stuff, so I don't really know how much you could really hold them to account for some of the shit they did. I don't know how much in the up and up a lot of the opiate stuff was. I yeah. know, I'm, you know, I mean, and at, this, at a certain point it becomes... Like, yeah, I guess there was probably a period of time where they were probably selling it as a wonder drug that really wasn't that bad. 
But at a certain point in time, there comes like it's just just like with uh, with tobacco and shit. At a certain point, it's like, dude, like if you don't think this is addictive at this point, you're kind of fucking retarded. Like I don't know how much you can blame. <laughs> I mean, like yeah, some of the earlier stuff when they were like sell like marketing a certain way, but. There comes a certain point where it's like, all right, it's pretty common knowledge that uh, this shit uh, fucks you up. So, I mean, it's good if you got if you just got a surgery or some shit, but like, you oh, know, yeah. but be careful. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, and they get ridiculous with that. I, I had a surgery a few years ago, and uh, the guy gave me the prescription for the uh, uh, what was it, Percocets, and uh, I looked at the amount, and it was like. 150 tablets and i was just looking i was like 150 tablets yeah. and he goes yes yes you'll be in lots of pain i was like uh, i was like no i probably won't I, I might have like three of these yeah yeah i uh for uh, i've talked about this before forever ago but probably from the ages like 17 to 19 i probably was like legit like a pill addict so like yeah i'm, I'm very familiar with opiates <laughs> but it, it, at the same time like and they do kind of sneak up on you a little bit because uh and you know what? The funny thing is this is almost like a weird side effect of the war on drugs where you've been told everything's bad, 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 bad. And yeah. then I, I'm one to admit that I've experimented with a lot of drugs. And honestly, most of them aren't really as bad as they make them out to be. Opiates in some ways are, in some ways aren't. They definitely are addictive. Uh, but yeah, it, it, my point I was getting though is that the like you as a kid, when you're growing up, you get told by your society at large that like, Drugs are so bad. This drug's bad, especially oh, yeah, yeah. back in the day. Like now, weed's a different thing. But even then, they used to do the same shit for weed. And then you, when you're like 16 years old, you have some weed, and you're like, dude, this this is just yeah. Good anyone feelings who's ever and the joint fun automatically. That <laughs> the government is just full of shit. You know? Yeah. Like, uh, you mean I just have a fun time and feel nice <laughs> and get a little sleepy? Like, oh, this is so horrible. And then so then it gives you this idea of that. Like, well, what else are they lying about? And so yeah. you don't really take anything to heart because it's like just bullshit information whereas if we had like an honest society you know they'd be like yeah i mean like i don't know don't be a complete stoner and like you know you know be productive but it, but then it would have this like mature like dialogue when it comes to say stuff like opiates like yeah yeah they're fun but they'll, they'll build up on you and you know like uh you may very well get dope sick and shit like that because that's the big thing with pills a lot of people don't realize like it, yeah, it's addictive in like an addictive sense, but it's also addictive in a physical sense to where yeah. you're like, if you stop, you will get sick. So like I, I was, I was dope sick multiple times. Uh, but I mean, it, it sucks. You go yeah. like, I, I mean, I it's worse for different I've people. Never actually been that far into anything. So it's yeah. like, it's well, like, okay, it, yeah, we're yeah. just party drugs. And then, uh, after the party's over, it's like, okay, so I'll go back to, you know, drinking alcohol every night. So yeah, there are differing <laughs> levels though. Like when it comes to like, say something like dope sick, like, uh, I say that, like, I'm sure there's some hardcore pill addicts out there who kind of scoff at me and be like, dude, you fucking pussy. But for like dope <laughs> sick for me, like I th it probably was literally like two, maybe three times I was dope sick. Cause every time I would get like dope sick, it was almost like a eye opening experience of like, uh i'm way more i'm way worse on these than i thought i was you know because i kind of been lying to yeah. myself but uh it was always just like a 24 hours just feeling like shit and sick and and then i'd usually be kind of start getting better after that but i do know that there are people who do, would do way more and get way more dope sick and be like yeah. way more dangerous like borderline like real legit health problems if they stopped like suddenly that's why you have like stuff yeah. like methadone clinics and shit like that uh but 
yeah so i know a lot of like hardcore drug addicts would probably scoff at me and be like you fucking pussy what are you talking about <laughs> but uh yeah you, you i guess i was i was also a little bit more cautious when i was dicking with that stuff even though i did get addicted but <laughs> it, it wasn't to the extent of some hardcore drug addicts <laughs> just through caution that went completely you know yeah. so uh well i i've got my experiences with that because you know both of my kids are adopted through foster care and my little girl was uh, born drug exposed so we had to give her medication to wean her off of heroin yeah. which was you know fun going to the pharmacist for the first time to get that one filled and the you know the pharmacist looking over the counter and like giving you that scowl hmm. it's like you motherfucker and you're like one not, heroin me. From- not me i'm here to help <laughs> One heroin for my wee little fella here. <laughs> yeah, it comes in a nice little syrup that you just have yeah. to stick in their mouth, and hopefully that they'll swallow most of it. And uh, yeah, so, but uh, yeah, not not fun, not fun at yeah. all. But uh, yeah, so it's and you get people like uh, Doug Stanhope, you know, and he's talked about too. He's like he's tried giving up the sauce uh, a little bit. He goes, yeah, I, once the hands start shaking, and then I can't see straight. He's like, I have to go get a drink. Yeah, no, I've never gone to that point with alcoholism at all. I've, like I said, like, yeah, I know I just, like, was bragging earlier in the show about drinking, like, a whole thing, but that really is a rarity for me. I'll have, like, usually, like, I don't drink daily, and, like, it, maybe, like, once or twice a week, I'll have, like, two or three drinks, like, and by that, like, a beer or something. Yeah. I don't even usually drink straight. Like, every now and then I might have some scotch, and then I might have, like, a two or three finger glass, and, you know, that'd be about it for the night. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at. But there are people that that is another thing. Alcohol is one of those things that actually surprisingly, like if you get on it, like it will like people can like die from uh, like stopping, you know, cold turkey if they're hard enough on it. Like alcohol is alcohol is a fucking bitch when it comes to that stuff. It's weird, though. you got to get to like a next level level of alcoholism to get there, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was a time in the early 2000s. I, I was probably on the precipice of getting there because like, I was going through an entire bottle of Jack Daniels like every three or four days. You know, it was it was pretty. You know, your your shit's fucked up when you're at a Walmart at two o'clock in the morning and you're trying to buy another bottle of Jack Daniels, and the uh, the person that's checking you out at, then has to ask, "Are you okay?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh man, a Walmart employee is asking me this question." <laughs> man, I fucked up. <laughs> but yeah, it was like at most, uh, all I got was like. You know, just feeling like shit for a few days while I was just trying to get all of it out of my system. And then after that, yeah. it was like kind of sort of feeling normal. But yeah, that, I never got like Doug Stanhope levels. That's that's like so far out there. It's like, I couldn't even yeah. imagine. I don't even understand like alcoholism. Like, or like, okay. I mean, I guess I get it in a sense, but like, I guess me as like a parent, like with the responsibilities, it's like, dude, I don't know. It's exhausting. Like, you know, if like, <laughs> Even sometimes where I only have like two or three drinks, it'll affect my sleep. And I already like don't get a whole lot of sleep as it is as a parent. So it's like I could imagine like functioning alcoholics. Like this would be an exhausting existence, you know, yeah. like like I, I, yeah, couldn't, I, I couldn't bear it. Yeah. As soon as you said functional alcoholic, like everybody has just had that picture of the dude in the office that, that, that they know of as kind of a fuck up. But <laughs> he's yeah. actually kind of good at his job at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, the one that you know that probably like nine o'clock at night starts fucking slamming them and is fucked up, but somehow rolls into work on time and does his job just perfectly well. And you're like, well, bravo to you, but yeah, it's God, like, you, you must can't be exhausted. say anything about your performance. But <laughs> yeah, like I just, I, I don't know. I just, it feels like one of those like stretching yourself thin type things where you're just like, dude, you must be a wreck. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, it's like if we ever get to the point where we're uh, hearing each other's thoughts, that's that's the one guy you don't want to you don't want to have any part. You know, it's like I don't want to walk around in your brain for any yeah. amount of time. I can't even imagine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, that's pretty terrible. But uh, so uh, the Russia Ukraine thing, uh, we were kind of touching on a little bit in the pre-show chit chat. Uh, so the, uh, Azov battalion, you know, they have all of their Nazi symbolism on their patches and everything. And they had this, uh, interview and like after the interview, the guy that's being interviewed from the Azov battalion is like, Oh, we can't talk about that. We can't talk about that. And of course the media is like, well, I don't want to lose access. So I guess I'll try asking this question again in a different way. <laughs> yeah. I know. I never watched it. I, I saw a little picture of it on Twitter. I honestly just didn't care enough because I knew it would probably be something like that. Like, it, I knew it would be way more uh, viral online if they had like gotten some crazy expose of like, yes, we uh, we do hate the Jews and we uh, <laughs> we crucify blacks and, uh, and you're like, whoa, <laughs> like that would have gone way more viral than just you know you know what I mean like I knew it was probably a nothing burger if they got someone to show up on the show on Fox, you know. Yeah, I think the meme summary of it was was actually very good because I had the uh, the picture of the guy and he's got his little uh, patch of the black sun and everything and uh, he was like, no, 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 we we don't ask about that one and that was ba- basically the the whole interview. But I just think it's it's really funny because uh, I actually had one of the boomer cons around here when I was talking about that and uh, he was like, well, no, that's that's Putin's people. He's the one funding them. I was like, no, they're literally in the, the Ukraine. They have the Ukrainian flag and everything. They're fighting against the Russians. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. It's like, are you not paying attention at least for two minutes? Well, that wouldn't make sense because Putin's bad. So this, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I had busted a meme of the of the Drake, you know, the shying away from uh, TDS and then, uh, you know, giving the thumbs up to PDS for uh, Putin derangement syndrome. <laughs> I was like, how they, how quickly they switch. Yeah, shit is pretty wild. It's definitely a weird situation right now with everything going on. I mean, I'm not a huge current events junkie, but I'm definitely concerned with all the crazy sanctions. You know, they're they guess they they're going to not have uh, import Russian oil and or fuel or whatever. And yeah. uh, I guess now then they went crawling back to Saudi Arabia. I mean, I didn't look deeply into it. So I mean, pretty much any for anyone watching this or uh, you know or really any of my audience or your audience. No, anything that ever comes out of my mouth, don't ever assume this is some expert opinion whatsoever. But yeah. uh, just the, the little bit I saw, it seemed like uh, uh, from the Saudi Arabia thing, the way they made it sound is that they weren't that like, yeah, maybe we'll still be getting, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll still be getting. David Brady's an animal. Yeah. We'll <laughs> still be probably getting oil from them is kind of how I interpreted it. I might be wrong, but they aren't willing to, you know, hook us up with the prices is what I got out of that is what it sounded like from the little article i looked at i haven't looked into it all at all because i just whatever there's too much to keep up with so this is why i like to hang yeah. out in theory land uh, i used to be a current events junkie and then current events went from like 25 miles per hour to like 200 and i was just like i can't even keep up <laughs> like, <laughs> you know yeah so. it's like the the news cycle uh, you know it's less than 24 hours now i mean now it's like yeah. down to like two hours because you yeah, gotta get well. it you gotta be the first ones to get it up there on the on the air and everything else. So yeah, when I saw it, there was like the Saudis were basically telling Joe Biden to go, to go pound sand, you know, <laughs> and in Saudi Arabia, you can do that quite literally. And yeah. it was like, yeah, don't, don't come to us and ask us to increase production. We actually kind of like it when the uh, price of oil is very, very high because it means yeah. we can literally silver plate a Lamborghini at that point. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was saying, because it sounds like some people were kind of thinking that that little blip that I saw people saying that uh, that little clip from Saudi Arabia. I'm kind of talking my ass. I don't remember exactly what it said. A lot of people seem to interpret it as that, like, they weren't going to give us oil or gas. Like, no, they're still going to give it to us. They're just not going to, like, hook us up to, like, you know, they're not going to be like, oh, you know, oh, we'll ignore, you know, the rules of supply and demand here just because we love you guys. Yeah. Like. Well, no, they're like, well, it seems to me that there's an increased amount of demand here and lower supply. So, you know, uh, we may take advantage of this and, you know, price accordingly. Oh, what's the price of uh, Brent sweet crude right now? It's like $180 a barrel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we, uh, Schmeghead here, uh, fake news. CNN told me my freedoms, I like how he spells it, uh, are located in Ukraine. So if Putin thinks that he can just invade South America like that, he's got another thing coming. Yeah. Yeah, you tell him, buddy. <laughs> yeah, and it is wild how I mean, I I I feel like such a nerd saying it, and it's almost like this thing that almost doesn't need, even need to be said, but so hypocritical, and it's so, it's just like it's becoming so blatant that it's comical, just yeah. to like you know, oh, you, oh, you can't invade a a foreign democracy, or you know, <laughs> oh, it's like. Okay, and then then it becomes this weird semantics game. Because if you were actually ever to engage with one of these people who say shit like that, like if you point to any of the other examples of times we fucked with other democracies, oh well, that's oh, not yeah. a real democracy. Like, wait, oh, yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. So what is a what is a real democracy? <laughs> a, a real democracy is that thing which is good that you don't need to invade. <laughs> it's like, like okay. okay. <laughs> Sure, by yeah. your definition, I guess. Sure. <laughs> yeah, we recently got uh, Kamala Harris with her uh, uh, Harris with her little laughing fit talking about Russia being a big country and it invaded a uh, a smaller country with no provocation. I was like, no provocation. Yeah. There, there's there's history going all the way back to 1783. Um, that yeah, you might have just kind of glossed over. <laughs> yeah, they had, Russia has more justification than we have had for most of our foreign shit. Uh, and, uh, that's not to say what Russia did was right, you know, <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm uh, of the opinion know. that like on both sides of this, they're both shitheads and I don't yeah. want any part of it, you know, it's like, yeah, no, I'm out just of it. fuck Russia, fuck Ukraine, fuck NATO. Like, I mean, I don't get why this whole idea of people like trying to jump to sides and like, they can all be bad. That's also an option. Like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know, it's just like the, uh, the U S civil war. It was like, basically both sides were kind of dicks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I can oh, also what, that say one's gonna get me in trouble. <laughs> I can also say what Russia is doing is completely understandable from the perspective of a government doing what is in their best interest and also think it's wrong. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, those aren't, like it, it, and also the fact that NATO and other countries operate in a certain way that provocated into them them into a situation like that is also wrong. That doesn't yeah. make what Russia did was right. You know, yeah, exactly. it just means that like hey you guys did a thing that you knew would lead to this other thing. And that was a dumb thing for you to do as well. Like it's not a crazy idea. So, yeah. So uh, Smeghead with another one. Uh, What do you think of the poll that Americans that can't locate Ukraine on a map are more likely to favor war? I mean, that's just par for the course Uh, at at this point, government education has done its job. It's, it's gotten everybody kind of brainwashed and mindless. Uh, the the rally around the flag effect is going on right now, and yeah. it's like literally with the Ukraine flag. I'm seeing it all over Twitter, uh, all over the titties of uh, French women uh, <laughs> from the other day. Yeah. It's supremely irritating. I, I I know what this guy is getting at because, like I know, say for example, my work. I I've seen instances of this where it's like, and even then on social media, like 
I am kind of a, you know, literally I have a Liberty podcast or whatever you want to call it. Like I, like I even I said earlier, I'm not like super into current events, but even then I'm probably, I'd say I'm more, I pay attention to current events more than well over 90% of your average American. Like, yeah. like, well, like for most people, 90%. they've got it on in the background while they're making dinner. They're not really actively yeah. paying attention to it. Yeah. Whereas I like, I'll go on deep dives every now and then like my, me saying I'm not a huge current events guy. This is still me putting in hours, but not to the point to where I feel like I can give you any sort of like good explanation of shit. I yeah. can give you a semi-decent one, but I can give you a far better explanation than your, you know, Joe Schmo. but Joe Schmo has a fucking yeah. super opinionated thing <laughs> on it. And I'm like, I will be the point where like, Hey, uh, you know, I'm very humble of like, you know, I know I'm probably missing some information here and there, blah, blah, blah. But they're like, no, I'm fucking certain. I'm like, dude, you knew, you know, like less than 10% of what I know. And you're like, you know, five times more certain than I am. So, like, <laughs> yeah, that's the, uh, that's the Dunning Kruger effect in, in, yeah. in full force right there. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you just got to learn how to work with those people. Cause I've had people like that, like I, I just kind of mentioned at work where, you know, you interact with them and they'll have the super opinionated thing. And, and, it's more just about learning how to interact with them and not be abrasive, but just kind of state your point. And <laughs> if you know, it's going to become an argument, just kind of drop it, but also don't yeah. like not in a way in which you're conceding the ground to them. Just be like, oh, okay, whatever, man. <laughs> and then, you know, you, you will see even with people like that, they will usually a lot of times end up kind of coming around to where you're at. Cause they're like, you know, they can see that you aren't intimidated by their, you know, impressive foreign policy knowledge. Oh, and yeah. they, they kind of yeah. start being like, oh, maybe this guy knows something, you know? <laughs> yeah, so Smeghead, you did uh, miss that one. Uh, it was a bunch of French uh, white women, of course, uh, got all naked and put painted the uh, Ukrainian flag on their chests. And at least one thing I can say for the French ladies, there wasn't a ham planet in the whole scene. So we at what? least had that going for us. <laughs> what, Chunky Chick? There was, like, one semi-chunky, but, like... Yeah, but, I mean, she was all the way in the back. Wasn't really the focal. Yeah, but she know, was but... also, like, on... If I remember correctly, she's, like, on that line between thick and fat, where I'm like, I'll take it, you know? I'll, yeah. you know I'm, At that point, I'll, she's I'll, thick with yeah. two Cs. Yeah, and she was really <laughs> the only one that had a good good, good p- uh, pair of milkers, uh, the all of them. But to be <laughs> fair, they were doing this like, this pose, and that kind of stretches it out, so it flattens yeah, you out. So evens it up wasn't everything. very appealing. Yeah. Really, really, they need to do this move if they want to accentuate uh, the boobies. Just you know? hunch. Right over in front yeah. of the camera and dangle them a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, I mean, yeah, it was pretty disappointing on that side of things because they were all, you know, they were all pretty flat, skinny chicks. But And they were also in a pose that didn't really do them any justice. So yeah. I was a little let down, but, you know, whatever. It was still gay either way. Yeah. You just kind of looking at it. It's like, oh, man, why are you wasting your time on this? Yeah. But, you know, here we are. But, uh, yeah, yeah it, it's been – one of those things. And it's like most things with anything regarding the news. Uh, most of the people that you're talking to are just barely even listening to it, much less actually reading a story and clicking on all the links in the story. I mean, we're not to Bob Murphy levels of, uh, you know, going into a deep dive on a story or anything. So, mm-hmm. and, uh, he's, he's had a couple of good episodes here recently, just tearing, uh, uh <laughs> tearing that apart. So that, I've been, <laughs> Yeah, I haven't checked those episodes. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't want to go too deep in the Thad one because I feel like I may say something that people will be like, ah, because people take oh, things yeah. out of context. But um, I think yeah, Anything Thad, involving anything you know, near that it. conversation. I'll, I'll go into it quickly. I think Thad is kind of somewhat misinterpreted 
in the sense of okay for one i, I want to put a disclaimer i have not watched that full-on kirshner episode because i just don't care enough about the topic <laughs> like, yeah i just like people are like oh my god this kirshner episode i'm like okay well i saw his episode on clint's show and i've talked to him a little bit myself he's been on my show before uh, and i kind of see where he's coming from i kind of understand i kind of i think i kind of am getting where he's coming from and maybe imbuing it a little bit with my perspective but i also just don't care enough to go on like whatever a an hour and a half three hour dive or however long that episode was with kirshner i don't care to like watch an episode that long about the age of consent i think kind of his point is and this is kind of my point too i mean a lot of people are aware i've talked before i consider myself like an egoist and i i don't believe in like objective morality and shit like that. i don't think there's some magical age in which you're like ta-da you have consent like i but i also like coming from an egoist perspective I don't give a fuck about consent. The other day, if you're fucking 30 years old and you're banging my 16 year old, I don't give a shit if you give me a coherent argument whether she consented or not. <laughs> like, yeah. like, so, like, I feel like this is missing the forest for the trees for so many of us. Yeah. This idea of consent. Like, is that really what you're going to be concerned about in this scenario? Whether they can, because there is some argument to the fact that it's arbitrary. But at the same point, it's kind of like, all right. Does this even matter? <laughs> like this idea of yeah. consent. Like, sure. Like, yes. If you're talking about between adults, like, did this person consent? That person consent? If you're talking about something that we kind of somewhat yeah, as long as they're as not thirteen minor, shots in. So yeah, if if you're in this perspective of something you somewhat construe as a minor, it's consent. What really matters here? No. What really matters is there's some dude, the father, most likely. That is not going to be fucking cool with that. And that's what really matters. Yeah. And I mean, in, in, in a magical anarchy land, I think that'll kind of be where it's, what it's like. There'll probably be communities where they kind of honor a certain age of consent and certain uh, others where they, you know, kind of. Uh, yeah, others. we even have that today. I mean, if you go around the world, there's whole cultures that, you know, they, they pretty much have it in their heads. Like as soon as they're done with puberty, they are adults and that's it. And if yeah. that's 15, or 16 or whatever it is that's when they consider them to be adults yeah and then you know and over in our culture it's like 18 seems to be like the hard line yeah you know whether you agree with that or not i've met some 18 year olds that are complete fucking idiots and then you know there's 17 year olds out there like david brady who i was like the guy's got a good head on his shoulders you know he knows what he's yeah. talking about so yeah and that's like and for me like and i know for like me and probably you as well that's disgusting to my sensibilities but there's something too like yeah, if you were to just roll try back my little girl see what happens yeah but if you, know, if you were to roll back the time you know a thousand years ago and and put it in that context of say for example you know an agrarian culture to where it's yeah. like people had a lower life expectancy uh, you know you really it really was important to procreate uh it wasn't yeah because so, the village needed yeah. warriors at that point yeah you know? like there it was a completely different cultural context and and am i gonna say that's wrong or right i don't know by my standards that's not right but i don't know like i'm also not living there so it's also kind of like it's kind of almost like this weird intellectual masturbation to where like i don't care because i don't live there like in the other day in my current sphere of influence if someone like the things I have the most control over are the things closest to me, and that's my family. And yeah. I know from my own perspective, if that happened to one of my kids, I'd be fucking irate and there'd be some goddamn issues. So yeah. like, 
and that's all that all that matters to me. Like I, it's yeah. I, I kind of like work for me and work outward, and that's you know. Yeah, I mean is, that's you know that that goes back to the whole control the dot thing. It's like you're the dot at the center of a small circle, which is your family and your friends. You know, you you may have a little bit of influence with your family and friends, but the only thing that you can truly control is the dot, which is you. And then out from that is, you know, your neighborhood, your state or whatever. You you have almost no influence there. Yeah. And you get uh, start getting circles and circles out, and you you have now nobody even knows who that dot is anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, if we're all doing kind of that same thing where we're, you know, teaching our family is like, hey, you know, there's creeps in the world. Stay away from them. Don't get yourself in a situation where there's going to be a creep nearby, you know. And if there is a creep nearby, here's a gun to defend yourself you know, type of thing. So it's uh, many hands make light work. And if we're all kind of working together towards this, uh, this idea of, you know, freedom and liberty and everything, uh, the, the culture is going to have to come along with it. So, but yeah, anyways, I think, the, I think what, uh, Thaddeus's main point is that consent is extremely fucking arbitrary, but he's also conceded as well that like consent's not the main crux. Cause like, uh, he said before, uh, I think it was actually me. I uh, I made out a tweet. Yeah, I think his like, big push was the Romeo Juliet type stuff, where he got like a 19 year old yeah. guy and a 17 year old girlfriend. They've now got legal yeah. problems. Well, the problem is he gets bogged down in the consent area, and that's not even the issue. Like, and he's even said before, because like ah, uh, uh, this actually got played on Clint's episode. I made a tweet, and this was on my old account when I was like, yeah. I think almost up to 4K. But I put um, I said the age of consent for my children is that age at which I feel it's unreasonable to put a bullet in your head. Like yeah. that's kind of my perspective on the age of consent. I don't really care. Like you can be like, well, at, at fifteen, they're typically able to reason and do this. I'm like, I, I don't, I, I don't care. Yeah, I mean, I save I that care. for another day. It's like at that <laughs> yeah. point, it's my fifteen-year-old. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you could be like, well, a twelve-year-old. Uh, I mean, there are retards out there that are allowed to have sex, and they're not. There aren't that. I don't care. Like, we're we're in this weird arbitrary land, and I don't care. I genuinely don't care to argue with you about consent. I'm putting a bullet in your head. <laughs> cool story, bro. Like, I mean, yeah. sure, maybe you have a valid argument. I also don't care. Yeah, cool motive, still rape. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, here we go. Another one for David. So I just understand some economics. So he he's like already trying to to shuffle blame away from himself. Sounds like yeah. I don't know. But and yeah, then of course, uh, uh, Smeghead. I'm too young to consent to being taxed. Now, exactly. now we're on to it. Taxation is theft. Yeah, we all know. But yeah, no. Uh, my point being is, uh, God, what was I getting at? Uh, yeah, no. He he agreed to that when I said that. You know, Thad completely agreed with that, and so that was. I I think that's kind of the point he was driving. I could be wrong, but from the interactions I've had with him and from what I've seen, that seems to be his point. His point is yes, consent is extremely arbitrary and makes no goddamn sense in the perspective of age. Especially whatever. in like a legal framework. Yes. Yeah. So it's and, just going to be tough. And the problem is we, we can't talk about this without sounding like pedophiles. Yeah. No. <laughs> and I, I'm literally thing. saying I want to put bullets in the heads of pedophiles right now. But I also yes. am willing to recognize consent's extremely arbitrary. But at the same point, I don't fucking care. Like if someone's like, well, they consented. I'm like, well, cool like okay face the wall like <laughs> sure yeah. maybe i even could like if we sat down and had an intellectual like conversation about it, like you know what you bring up some good points here and i kind of agree at the same time i'm still pulling a bullet in your head like you could win the <laughs> argument on consent and i don't care that's my my crux of the issue here isn't consent like it's, <laughs> it's not my problem like yeah. that, and so it's like i just can't 
it's this weird autistic mode we get in as libertarians. We're like, well, consent is everything. We're like, is it really? Like, if someone made a completely coherent argument that you agreed with of why your 13 year old can consent, would you really be like, okay, well, they make all right then. <laughs> oh, you got me there. No, no I had, like, actually, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I had a good one the other day. Typo had uh, tweeted out this thing about uh, the no fly zone thing in Ukraine. And, uh, and I was like, well, this is exactly what statists believe. They think they can just, like, make some kind of rule and that the other people will just follow it because they made a rule because they're in charge. And, of course, he's like, oh, damn, foiled again from rules and technicalities. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, as if Putin's going to listen to, like, a no-fly zone. You know, at that point, you're just begging for it. Yeah, no, uh, I don't know. It, it, it seems to be there being... I mean, they're making some really dumb moves with the whole Ukraine thing, but at the same time, it's still, they still seem very hesitant because they're not doing anything like that. But I'm like, it's almost like they're trying to like amp up the propaganda to get us to buy into shit like that. I'm like, no, yeah. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we even saw this with the, when Elon Musk was like trading barbs with, uh, with Pocahontas there, <laughs> you know, he was like, no, I'm going to pay billions of dollars in taxes this year. There's nobody in the United States that's going to pay as much taxes as I am. So, you know, then you get the uh, the Pisakis of the world that gets up there with her fake red hair. And I'm, like, really starting to notice this. And I'm, I don't really want to look at this woman's face anymore. But there it is. And she was like, well, no, you know, we, we increase the taxes and, and they, they have to pay the taxes. And then someone pointed out, well, it's like it's a corporation. They just pass that tax along to the consumer. I was like, well, no, 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 they'll have to pay it. I was like, you, you, you made a rule. That doesn't necessarily mean people are going to follow it. They'll do everything that they can to get around it as much as possible. Yeah. Now back to age of consent. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did actually, like jokingly, but as serious time, uh, Rothbard's perspective on the idea that kids should be property is actually like kind of like weirdly solves this problem to some extent. Not entirely. Obviously, there's going to be people in a family that cause an issue, but that really yes. does solve the issue a lot because you're like, because it's no longer a matter of consent; it's a matter of property violation. <laughs> so, <it's, laughs> like, so the idea that you're like, well, oh, I mean, we even say that or... these are my kids. You know, yeah. that we're expressing a possession over them. Yes. So. And it's like once they're able to, you know, go out and you know exert their influence in the world to where they can go out and make it and not rely on you. Sure, they're no longer your property. Like Rothbard had some point there, like, yes. and that really does, in a weird way, kind of somewhat solve. I mean, yes, there's obviously going to be like fathers and they're diddling their kids and shit. And that's disgusting. And you know what? Even then in magical anarchy land, I think there would be if some neighbor in magical anarchy land, you know, was realized that they may take the issue in their own hands. Uh, but for the most part, I think the property thing solves a lot of this because it's kind of like you, the whole idea of bickering about age of consent beside the point. You know, it's kind of like, OK, well, you just fuck this dude's kid and, you know, he claims that is property. So yeah. he's going to have some problems with you. <laughs> like, and yeah, uh, we're I think even out. if we if we ever do make it to Anarchotopia or, you know, Libertalia or whatever, uh, these kind of discussions won't be had because at that point we'll have already kind of sorted this kind of stuff out. And like at then we're really tro uh, truly getting towards like a consent problem. It's like yeah. you took my tools without asking me <laughs> yeah. and now I'm here to collect plus damages, you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's not to say that we'll ever see that in our lifetime. So yeah, yeah, I'm under under no delusions that uh, at oh, any no. point we're going to win. You know, this is like something for maybe my great grandchildren at some point. <laughs> no, yeah, and I mean, even then they they might get a little bit close. 
Me either. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, I do think like pointing out theory or how things would work in the ideal does kind of allow you to demonstrate how it can kind of sort of possibly work in the here and now as well or yeah. allows you to give you guidelines or principles to think of it. Because, yeah, people get all caught up in the status paradigm, say, because we brought up age of consent. And the day I don't really care the age of consent is if you're fucking my kid, we're going to have a problem, state or not. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, David Brady just kind of saw a good argument. At least he'll die an intellectual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, kind of like the uh, the rule of a uh, of, uh, sniper on Overwatch. It's like, okay, you can run. You'll just die tired. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, at some point, I'm going to get you. It doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> Uh, but I think we touched everything. Uh, I drank the cat milk for you, so you're off the hook there. You paid me a hundred bucks. It was well worth it. It's going to go towards uh, something, I guess. So, <laughs> but uh, Jose, you can go ahead and get your grift on right now. All right, uh, I have the No Way Jose show. I'm on YouTube, uh, all the major audio podcasters, Odyssey as well. Just for those who aren't aware, Odyssey just made an app, so now it's yes. much more accessible. So I'm available expecting... on Android. It had been available yeah. on iPhone because I've got it. I'm one of those. Oh, iPhone it was an readers. iPhone. I didn't know they had yeah. an iPhone one. Okay. Yeah. They just released one for Android. So yeah. for all of you weirdos out there with the Samsung phone, you can now get it. Yeah. I'm an Android guy. Cause iPhone's completely fucking overrated, but, um, <laughs> I mean, I guess they're okay. I guess. I don't know. I just, but then again, so, I, Jose, I, the I'm next all... time you come back yeah. on, we'll have the Android versus I, iPhone argument. And oh, I can't even have versus that argument. 45 argument. <laughs> I had a flip phone up until like a few years ago. So <laughs> I just am not someone who cares that much about that. So, shit. Surprisingly, so. that's the correct answer. So. Yes. So, uh, yeah, the, the Odyssey, follow me on Twitter at, at 2020. No way. Jose, if you want to give me money, uh, patreon.com says no way. Jose 2020 flipped. Yes uh yeah i think that's all my grift yeah i uh yeah i got of course there's always the tph super chats yes which will come to me with it with a little with a little jar of cat milk for me to yes definitely go follow uh tower power hour (laughs) tower gang pod on twitter if you want to follow them there but uh yeah we have the tower power hour it's on youtube it's on audio pocketers as well and odyssey but uh it's it's more of a viewing experience Uh, I, i would suggest you know being there for live it's definitely better live uh, yes, but, um, if you, if you thought the uh, the chats here were were fun about yes. age of consent and Ukraine crap, uh, definitely check them out over there. Yep, and, and there's uh, not so much big brain time as they like yeah. to put it. <laughs> yeah, we weave in and out of it occasionally, but um, uh, we have a uh, God. What, I, what was I going to say? Oh, we have Lou Perez on this week. I think I mentioned that earlier. Uh, for yes. my show, I have uh, I think on Thursday I have uh, Tommy Sammons, and we're doing another one of my Anarchist Handbook episodes. We're doing the. Uh, uh, nice. he, he did Declare. a good job with uh, Volterine Declare. So yes, that's what we're doing. Yeah, um, and then uh, I'm tr- for those who are very much into big brain time. I am currently working on scheduling between Stefan Kinsella and David Friedman. You know the big David Friedman of you know Machinery mm. of Freedom. The yeah. probably most noted as being probably the most noted consequentialist. Uh, you know that kind of his starting point is consequentialism. Or whatever he kind of makes arguments from that perspective as opposed to like a moral argument like a nap argument and i'm getting them to have a debate on um consequentialism versus deontology which is basically just a nap like the moral position essentially for those who aren't like super big brain so it'll be fun seeing them doing that but i'm just working on scheduling i don't know when that's going to be i'll announce it probably on twitter whenever i uh, work it out uh david freeman's an old timer and so he's a little bit old school so it's all email so it's very much like a (laughs) You know, uh, yeah, ping, way today, ping, way today, ping, way today. So, but yeah, that's all I got. 
Yeah. Uh, speaking of boomers, uh, what day of uh, Burt Kreischer watch are we on? I know it's ridiculous. I, I genuinely think some producer or not producer, but some of his like PR guys sent him like an infamous N word fucking reel and was like, you can't do this, you know. <laughs> but you know what? If they're gonna have an N word, yeah, I can do that. If they're gonna have an N word reel, though, I feel like they need to release it public because it's just not fair to like. I mean, it's one thing to use it to like just to, to fuck up fuck up guests for us. But at least let us get the fucking boost from it, because we would have so yeah. much fun if someone released that online. We would do the exact like, opposite. Oh, these of guys Rogan. are out of control. Yeah, we do the exact opposite of Rogan, and we'd probably have a video and be like, "Yeah, we fucking said it." Yeah. <laughs> no, I we're meant not apologizing. It. <laughs> yeah, because we didn't say it to somebody. That's that's the that's the point. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, thanks, uh, Jose, for coming on. It's always a blast talking to you, and it was uh, definitely a blast to hang out with you at the Tom Woods Two Thousand. So I can't wait to. Uh, Make my way over to Florida to hang out with you some more. Yeah, holler whenever you're in Florida. I appreciate uh, you having me on, man. All right, no problem. All right, and there he goes, folks. Uh, also, if you uh, once I get all the notes and everything uh, set up, that's going to be down below in the show notes. I'll have all of his links and uh, deets and everything set up over there. Uh, if you could uh, help me out, uh, go down and check out my links as well. If you go to uh, lorenzotti.coffee, you can save yourself 10% on all your orders uh, by putting in my promo code RWAC at checkout. It's a really great cup of coffee if you if you like that kind of thing. But anyways, guys, uh, take it easy, and tomorrow night we'll be back uh, about the same time. We're going to have uh, Stephanie Edmonds on. Uh, uh, gonna go over some of the cases up there in New York about the uh, mask mandates and everything else. So uh, it's gonna be more uh, coof talk, but uh, Stephanie is gonna be a great, uh, great guest to get on about that. Uh, she's fired up and rip raring to go. So, anyways, guys, take it easy. We'll come at you tomorrow. See ya.